Yeah, peace, Code Keepers. We're doing a hop-in show tonight. We want to kind of chat about Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson and the hoopla, the emphasis, the love, the support, the blind love, the blind support. We just want to talk about some things that are happening around Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, particularly when it comes to empowerment. You know, I, I firmly believe that whenever we put our energy behind something, it really needs to empower us. Now, will she empower us? That's going to be the real question we're going to get into tonight. I have my good brother, Minister Zumbi. What's up, Minister? How you doing, brother? He's still in space. <laughs> Minister Zumbi's still in space. So, co-keepers, this one is for the books. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a okay. series of right. melanated That's conversations scary. focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine, that means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Pace Code Keepers. With us today, we got the good brother, the chakra doctor. What's up, man? Man, you know, getting it in, brother, getting it in, you know. How you doing? Nice to see you, man. Hey, it's good to see you. It's been a minute since we had the chakra doctor on the platform. He's been in the background cooking up some uh, witchcraft. Because <laughs> our numbers are rising, magic. man. Our numbers yeah. are rising. Magic. All right. <laughs> all day, every day, all day. And the good brother, Minister Zumbi. How you doing, bro? You, you talking about uh, a man? Hold on, talking about my man. Hold on, hold on. That's the man right there. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, what's up, Zumbi? How you doing, Minister? All right. I think he's still in uh, outer space right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's good? Yeah, man. Okay. So we're all here, but he'll be coming back. So I think he, uh, I think he had like a little lag on the stuff. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. So, Chakra Doctor, man, who have you been healing lately, man? Oh, man. Number one, I've been, the number one, man, I've just been uh, healing everybody. I don't. I can't say who I've been healing. I know a lot of people I've been healing. They call Get Miracle Food, you know, uh, still selling still selling those bottles. You know, 50, over 50% of our customer base are return customers, so. I know, I know, I know a few people who I'm healing, but they got a few people who I'm not, uh, who I, I don't, who I don't know, and you know, like the, the, the stories get to be like third hand. You know, somebody called by Miracle Food. How did you hear about Miracle Food? Oh, uh, a friend of mine that knew a friend of mine that knew a friend of mine healed his healed his uh, healed his liver of cancer, and so I'm just calling you because you know, somebody uh, told him told him about it or whatever, and uh. You know, so that's how I get to find out those little uh, testimonies, because, you know, black folk don't like to give you your flowers until you like Jay-Z on some shit. 
<laughs> Black people don't give you flowers to you like Dame Dash, Jay Z, one of them, you know, one of the moguls. That's when they give you your flowers. Until then, you gotta go, gotta keep scraping, Negro. Keep scraping. All right. Speaking <laughs> of the mogul, how's the mogul minister Zumbi doing, man? You doing good, bro? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, all the snow is melted. Uh, we're in spring. Where, where are you at? Where are you located? Albany. I'm in upstate New York. Ooh, the blizzard. Yeah, it was cold out there. Salute the to all my New Yorkers. Please to out. Uh, let me say peace out to Brooklyn. You know, I gotta. I'm BK day all day, man. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well. Speaking of Brooklyn, it looks like uh, Kyrie Irving won the battle. Yeah. Okay. okay. Talk about the. Uh, the battle with uh with the, the vaccine mandate right yeah the mandate i didn't want to say it because you know i just got a flag on my stuff you know i just right. got a flag <laughs> on my stuff for mentioning that francine yeah you can't you can't mention francine by her full name yeah, <laughs> oh yeah so so he he won that battle so that's okay. what's up well tonight we're going to talk about judge katanji brown jackson man so look who, Minister who Zumbi, is that that's what I, 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 you told me about that. I had went looked her up. I was like, man, how she's just coming yeah. across my desk? That's crazy. Wow, wow. What mm. the minister? I know you're going to come with some research. So why don't we found this conversation and some research? You mentioned that the Dr. Amos Wilson mm. brought up some great information and some great guidance, saying that we really shouldn't be cheerleading for folk unless they're cheerleading for us. Right. One of the things Dr. Wilson said was when you start seeing certain certain Negroes put before you as symbols of success, that is when usually we get taken out mm-hmm. as, a, as a mass of people, because what happens is we have a tendency to relax. We have a tendency to uh go to sleep and he actually mentions that this is how european jews were lulled to sleep before the trains and the ovens were prepared okay so this is when you really need to be on guard more than anything because this is just another symbol or should i say another dog and pony show to lure you into thinking that you belong when you don't. So, so Judge Katanji K- Brown Jackson, uh, what you know? What do, what did she do, or what does she do? That is of you know notoriety. Absolutely nothing. Um, what I would do. <laughs> And, and and this is just real talk. And and the reason I a reason I put it that way is, you know, earlier this evening I, I went back and watched one of um, a couple of Brother Steve Coakley's lectures. Okay. And the one thing that he put he put a question to us is what is our bottom line? And I'll paraphrase it. Do we want liberation in our own situation or do we want better treatment on the plantation? Because there's really no middle ground in this. Number two, we want better treatment on the plantation. (laughs) We'd rather 
we'd rather stay on the plantation to get treated better than go build a plantation of our own, you know. Okay, so so we have to be clear because a lot of us are not clear about what the end game is. Okay, and that's why I'm a little leery about people in the reparations movement because not everybody who is for reparations is necessarily for liberation. Okay, because many of us want to get paid, but we don't want to get free. It's two different conditions. Two different mindsets. What, 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 wouldn't, wouldn't we be using the money to get free? If liberation is your end game. Okay. Reparation should only be a process towards liberation. But for a lot of people, the check is the end game. And all you want to be is an Uber consumer. I've met, I've met that, that before. Like there have been people who was, it was time to, you know, get their body healed and everything mm. and you know healing it with miracle food or whatever and you know they they, they halted themselves or stopped themselves because they knew they wouldn't gonna get that disability check mm. healing it, healing themselves meant i don't get the disability check from the government no more so i'd rather mm. stay sick and get a check then heal myself get healthy and go get my own check oh that's deep that's deep yeah, you know, I, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want us to d- divulge too deep into restoration and restitution. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of make sure that we kind of really kind of get focused on what Dr. Amos Wilson was talking about, that we need to be leery whenever something shiny gets presented in front of us. Right. Because right now we have this beautiful, competent, intelligent, um, uh, um, accomplished sister who the biden harris administration is saying hey look look what i've done for you (laughs) and you know he wants to say that a a promise was kept you know politicians love saying promises kept but we also have to remember all skin folk ain't kin folk okay and what needs to be done is what has been her track record in That's regards what I want to know. To, yeah, in regards to African people and by assuming that she's put on the Supreme Court, how will her decision making impact African people well after the Biden administration is long gone? OK, so so we have to start. Yeah, because those policies that they create in offices don't don't kick to that kick into they're really out of office. Right. Because what I try to teach young people is when you deal in arenas of power, people are thinking 30 to 50 years into the future. Hmm. Okay, so so you getting out here protesting and protesting, talking about Black Lives Matter, no justice, no peace. That's whole just testing. Whole testing. Yo, what is the whole testing? Has, hashtag <laughs> that, man. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a that's a copiaism, a cochleism. Okay. A cochleism. Hotel. Yeah. You out here protesting and protesting. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. And when I say protesting, you protesting for a check, whether it's a grant or some other type of compensation with strings. Right. All right. Right. This is real talk tonight. Yeah. So, so, so basically, 
So basically, she is a a lackey or a crony that Biden, Kamala have put into law back to law black people to sleep once again about what the you know basically distract us from what the administration is not doing. Right. I'll, I'll give you. I'll put it to you this way, and this is something okay. I from um from Franz Fanon. Who you serve is an indicator of who put you in power. Ooh. Okay. True that. Okay. True that. Okay. 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 Uh, that's why I tell about YouTube. I be telling people about YouTube. YouTube are not gonna go against the people that pay them to make sure that you have an uncensored video. That's not gonna happen, bro. It's, 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 you're talking about these certain uh, companies, or you're talking about certain principles that these certain companies portray. Um, and if they're paying YouTube lot, millions of dollars, YouTube gonna seek, search, and destroy that stuff. You know, and that 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 lets you know who YouTube serves. Right, YouTube serves the LGBTQ community. YouTube serves the feminist movement. YouTube serves, you know, all of you know all of the tomfoolery from Black folk. All of the tomfoolery from Black folk get millions of views. All of the conscious stuff from Black folk get shadow banned. Um, you know what I mean? And so when you look when, when you when you look at that, it, it, it is a, it is a telltale sign of who who actually runs YouTube, and it's not YouTube. All right. Well, bringing that bringing that concept into Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Mm-hmm. If the Biden Harris administration is putting her on a platter in front of us, mm-hmm. are we saying that she's beholding to their policies? Yeah. What is what is the agenda that she's going to serve? Should she be put? Uh, and I'm assuming she's replacing. Um, I don't know who is stepping down or or who is no longer a Supreme Court justice. Oh, she she, she is a, she, they, they appointed her Supreme Court justice? They well, she's a candidate. Her. They nominated her. Oh, oh, yeah, the she's a candidate. Yeah. Oh, so oh, she's oh, right so now she's to, going oh, through a hearing. To, oh, they're hitting us with the, uh, they're hitting us with the Harriet on a, on a $20 bill uh, trick. We're going to put Harriet Tubman on the 20. Oh, no, we ain't going to do it till 2025, 2024. Okay. When the dollar crashed. <laughs> so 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 that's what we have to look at is what is the agenda? Should she be nominated? Okay. What agenda will she be serving since she's being backed by Biden Harris and whatever money is behind her as well? Okay. I mean, so, what, what 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 power do the Supreme Court justices actually have outside of the court system? Well, they they actually have a they can uh, I guess you would say interpret policy, oh. public policy. Right. Okay. So that's she why she looked like we, the cat that ate the canary. <laughs> she looked like the cat that ate the canary, boy. Uh, <laughs> you, can just see, you can just see it in their face. They be just looking like they up to something, bro. I don't can't, I can't see how the people can't see through this stuff, man. It'd be it'd be amazing me when you see the pictures of some of these politicians. You'd be like, how did that picture make it to the front page of this politics? Like you can't see the demeanor, you can't see the negative or the <laughs> <laughs> but, now, but look that—that's the cat that swallowed the canary. <laughs> what, the first you know, one was the what, cat that ate the canary. That one was the cat that swallowed the canary. <laughs> you, I'm glad we're asking these questions, bro, mm. because we just can't trust anything that's placed in front of us, and we do need to ask: What is the agenda? How is she going to serve or not serve us? And you know, I haven't done a full deep dive into her. I've actually been impressed listening to her fight off the Republicans because, yo, 
you know, I, you know, I don't like D's. I don't like R's. I don't like nobody. Um, <laughs> but right? the mm-hmm. Republicans have been really asking silly questions. As a matter of fact, um, I can't remember one of the senators when they're doing this vetting process where they, um, okay. you know, they're asking her questions and, you know, going through that process. Asked her about her religion. All right. You know, what are your religious beliefs on a scale of one to ten? How religious are you? And one of the rules is that you can't be judged based on religious thoughts, beliefs, or values. And so I wonder why. Senators, and, yo, yo, evil supremacy is on alert, man. So it, it's kind of interesting because we have possible supremacy putting this in front of us on the plate, and then we have supremacy fighting back and saying we don't like you you know what are your thoughts on critical race theory she was like we don't even deal with that <laughs> right. you know, what are your religious beliefs that has nothing to do with the way i judge on the um based on the constitution you know yeah. so it's kind of funny because as uh you know nearly fuller shared with us evil supremacy takes both sides of the conversation and i've been watching this play out I've mm. been watching this play out both sides of the conversation. That's a new that, that that's a new, that's a new one. Evil supremacy. Yeah, it's it's really a dog and pony show the way I see it. You know, because it's kind of like you're you're watching a ping pong match of evil imperialism. Right. Which, which, yeah. You're which, basically which, watching which, evil you know, on evil. Basically watching evil versus evil. Yeah, it's basically two wings of the same bird. You know, so it's kind of like you're sitting here you're you're watching a ping pong match where you you know I heard attorney Alton Mag say something if you really want to understand american politics go watch pro wrestling WWE oh yeah, yeah. okay because the one thing you, oh yeah yeah because the, the one thing you'll understand is how did he put it there there are no permanent allies only permanent interests Okay. True that. The so, so you're according to the interest. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So basically, I look at it as a choreographed ping pong match. True that. Okay. A Where choreographed, it's kind of, it's, a choreographed ping pong match. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like you're you're watching this candidate go through a ritual. Mm, that part. And 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 once you once that you part. face the ritual, then you can get to the other side. Okay, and like I said, I, I'm kind of in a Coakley mood tonight because <laughs> if if you were to check her curriculum vitae, I'm willing to bet money she's in a sorority, or is she in a Lynx like Kamala Harris? <laughs> well, you know Kamala Harris Most is definitely. in both. She's in both. Um, okay, uh, you Kamala, know, and, Kamala, and, remember, and me, me and Crumb, me and Crumb just destroyed Kamala on my channel. That wicked hmm. witch of the West. Destroy it. We destroyed her. <laughs> she is she is she is a deplorable human being. And um man, you know, it, it's a dark it's a dark it's a dark time for the for the uh for the American people with these people in office, man. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like half the stuff that's going on wouldn't have happened if Trump was in office. That's just being me. That, that's just being honest. If you got the powerful billionaire who don't care about who gonna fund his campaign. He ain't got to kiss no ass about who gonna fund him, who gonna, you know, that, because no, that's what that's what Trump represents. Trump represents the the unapologetic white man. That's what he represents, the unapologetic white man, right? 
and he goes around and tell people, I tell y'all grabbing girls by the pussy and all. Yeah, see that that's an unapologetic white man, that rich white man that can see whatever he wants, don't nothing happen to him, right? So when you that's a gift and a curse on on both levels, right? But I remember all of all of the celebrities, everybody, you know, the Democrats, everybody loved Trump until he uh loved Trump until he ran for office, right? And mm. you see like the 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 like the debacles that are going on with uh Biden. And you're like, man, I know, I know a lot of white folks like, man, we should have just kept Trump, man. We just should have just kept him. We just and then next, and they say he's running for office next uh thing, right? Yeah. I know. Uh, well, I, he has. You think he's gonna win again? It, but he's put together a nice little war chest. You think he, you think he's gonna win? Uh, it depends on who he's going against. If he's going he, against, if he's going against Biden, he's that's a possibility. That's a possibility. If he's, he's going, going against Biden. You know, He's going to get Biden, he's going to win. Well, you know what? The interesting he gonna thing... Because Biden had already made a fool of himself. Biden had already showed us he's the stupidest nigga that God ever died for. First and foremost. <laughs> Biden showed us he's the most stupidest motherfucker that God, that, that Jesus ever died on the cross. If you believe in white Jesus, white Jesus made a mistake when he, when he died for Biden. Now, when you analyze... <laughs> when you... <laughs> Yo, Yo, Shaka, okay. you say some crazy stuff for Will you analyze this well, movie, bro? Oh, sorry. Let me, um, since I'm kind of in the background here, kind of doing some uh, a background check on this candidate. Um, and I know I'm using Wikipedia, but here's some interesting things about her rulings. Mm. Okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is 2013 uh, American Meat Institute versus U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, Ms. Jackson rejected the meatpacking industry's request for a preliminary injunction to block a USDA rule requiring them to identify animals' country of origin. Uh, it, she found that the rule likely did not violate the First Amendment. Okay, now this is twenty. You don't know where the animal came from. Okay. Okay. Now, in 2014, this is uh, in... Depot Med versus Department of Health and Human Services. She ruled that the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, had violated the Administrative Procedure Act when it failed to grant pharmaceutical company Depot Med market exclusivity for its orphan drug, Grayley's. Uh, Jackson concluded that the Orphan Drug Act required the FDA to grant Grayley's exclusivity. You know what? Uh yeah. I'm no wonder they picked. The no, no wonder. No wonder they picked her. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's intriguing. She's gonna be the one. She's she gonna be. She gonna. She gonna vote yes. She, she she's a she, basically she's a she's a yes woman. She's a yes man. You know. Okay. Uh, well, now, what's interesting is hold on, zoom okay. just for a second, bro. Just for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have the receipts. Like you, I mean, you come with the research receipts, um, but I know that there were twenty-two cases that. Um, where um, you know our people who face discrimination stood in front of her, mm -hmm. and she ruled on the other side of nineteen of those twenty-two cases. So when we and, and of course we don't have all the receipts. We didn't do the deep dive into the records and look at how sound their case was. But if they got to the Supreme Court, I mean yeah. not Supreme Court. If they got to a higher court, not the Supreme Court. You know, mm -hmm. if they got to a high court where she sat, it had to have some validity because the lower court could have kicked that out. 
Right. Now, well, now, now I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but my point is mm. when somebody has that record, before mm. we jump out and say, hey, 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 we need to support her, you know, all out, all out, Judge Brown, you know. I call that the I Obama think, effect, man. Yeah. Well, that's the Obama now, now effect, let's, you know. They're going to shove, this, here's, black, here's gonna shove this token black person in front of you. And they shove this token black person in front of you, and, and while you're distracted by distracted by the blackness, all of this other mess is going on, and, and you know she's signing all of these different bills and all of these things against black folks. It looked like. Okay, now now here's a red flag that you really should pay attention to. Now this is 2018. Uh, in 2018, Jackson dismissed 40 wrongful death and product liability lawsuits stemming from the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, which had been combined into a single multi-district litigation. Uh, she held that under the doctrine of forum non-convenings, the suit should be brought in Malaysia, not the US. The DC Circuit affirmed this ruling in 2020. In 2019, in Center for Biological Diversity versus McElean, uh, Jackson held that Congress had, through the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration Immigrant Responsibility Act, stripped federal courts of jurisdiction to hear non-constitutional challenges to U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security's decision to waive certain environmental requirements to facilitate construction of a border wall on the United States and Mexico border. Okay. All right, yeah. so like I said, man, that, that, and this is one of the reasons why I really like the fact that she's being publicly vetted, because these are some concerns that we would have. But here's the interesting part. Mm -hmm. The people who were really giving her the business, once again, I hate, you know, I don't like D's, I don't like R's, I don't like right. nobody. Um, the people who were really giving her the business were asking her stupid questions, asking mm -hmm. her once again, what's your position on critical race theory? That's not something I'm going to deal with in the courts. Right. Right. You know, you know, uh, we have Tucker Carlson saying we want to see her LSAT scores. Huh? Right. Now. Now, see, the they reason had nothing, yeah. they have really nothing to really judge her by. So it sounds to me like she serves the interests of both sides of this coin of evil supremacy. But now here's something that you also have to look at. The fact that the fact that they're sitting here uh, asking cornball questions is really an insult to her intelligence. Because what you're saying is, we don't think that you're intelligent enough to where we're going to give you hardball questions. Okay, so we're going to insult you and ask you these cornball questions because or we is it because qualified enough. To, or, to or, is it, or is it because they know asking these cornball questions is going to get her hired? No, it's it's well, hmm. I'll, I'll give you this. OK, um, and I'm going further. This is her legal philosophy. And in January of this year, New York Times reported that Jackson had, quote, not yet written a body of appeals court opinions expressing a legal philosophy, end quote, because she had joined the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit in the summer of 2021. However, the Times said Jackson's earlier rulings, quote, comported with those of a liberal-leaning judge, end quote, including her opinions blocking various 
Trump administration actions. Additionally, a review of over 500 of her judicial opinions indicated that she would likely be as liberal as Justice Stephen Breyer, the justice she is nominated to replace. According to Sahil Kapoor, writing for NBC News, quote, Jackson fits well with the Democratic Party and the progressive movement's agenda, end quote, due to her relative youth, uh, she'll be 52 in September, background as a public defender, and history of labor-friendly rulings. Politico reported that, quote, Jackson is popular with liberal legal activists looking to replace Breyer with a justice willing to engage in ideological combat with the court's conservatives, end quote. So do, I'm looking at this comment. Do you do, do you guys believe what people are saying that, you know, Biden is actually Obama's third term? Okay, say that again. They say that they say that Biden, Joe Biden and him being the president is actually Obama's third term because Joe Biden gets all of his advice from Obama. Okay, well, let's look at it this way. Okay, Biden has already served two terms as vice president under Obama. Okay, so I nigga. <laughs> okay, so so, <laughs> so so really as president. Okay, so this is like his first term as president, and then he's buck. He's you know looking to do a second term as president. Now, what I'm looking at is right now we haven't heard a peep out of Kamala Harris. So she's been, you know, so quiet to where you hear a rat piss on cotton. Is she being positioned now? <laughs> hold up, hold up. You hear a what? <laughs> yeah, you hear a rat piss on cotton. That's how quiet she's been. Okay. Everybody so, keeps saying. Everybody keeps saying she gonna. Uh, everybody keeps saying Biden gonna hit the kick the bucket, and she gonna end up uh, by default being the first female president. I don't know how true it is. But. Well, but see, but what we're looking at here is. Is she being quiet because is she being groomed to do that either through the uh, untimely passing of Biden or to basically run for president after Biden's second term should he be reelected? Mm. Well, Jen Psaki already said that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she gets her direction from Obama. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, Jen Psaki, you know, that's, that's you know, you know, sometimes Jen you can't trust, you can't trust the left or you can't trust the right. Um, yeah. Now, it's interesting, like I said, five recent surveys have indicated strong support for his decision to nominate Jackson to the Supreme Court. You know, black um, folks are sucker for some white folks voting for black folks. We suckers for that. Oh, they put in, they put Obama in. We thought we thought we was going we thought we was gonna overcome. <laughs> mm. Nigga was saying we shall overcome when Obama came in. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well now were here, they wrong. Here's some interesting uh tidbits. I'm still going through the uh the Wikipedia piece. Uh in early twenty sixteen, the Obama administration officials, excuse me, uh vetted Jackson as a potential nominee to the US Supreme Court to fill the vacancy left by the death of Antonin Scalia. Now, anyone who's familiar with Scalia know how heavy right-wing he was in his decisions. Uh, Jackson was one of five candidates interviewed as a potential nominee for the vacancy. 
in early 2022, news outlets speculated that Biden would nominate Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court to fill the seat vacated by Stephen Breyer. Bri- uh, Biden pledged during the 2020 U.S. presidential election campaign to appoint a black woman to the court should a vacancy occur. Jackson's appointment to the D.C. Circuit, considered mm. to be the second most influential federal court in the U.S., behind only the Supreme Court, was viewed as preparation for a potential promotion to the Supreme Court. Uh, potential nomination to the Supreme Court has been supported by civil rights and liberal advocacy organizations. The Washington Post wrote that Jackson's experience as a public defender, quote, has endeared her to the more liberal base of the Democratic Party, end quote, while her supporters have touted her history as a public defender as an asset during her 2021 confirmation hearing, Republicans tried to cast her public defender work as a liability. Uh, February 25th of this year, Biden announced that Jackson was his nominee for associate justice of the Supreme Court. Her nomination was sent to the Senate on February 28th and her confirmation hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee opened on March 21st of this year. Okay. Well, I tell you, brothers, I, I, I tell you, um, I, I, if you remember, we weren't benefited from Clarence Thomas, right? <laughs> right. We, we didn't get any benefits from Clarence Thomas. And yeah. I know some of my Democratic brothers and sisters are going to say, well, that's because he was Republican. Yeah. We didn't benefit by having a black face in a supremacist space. Mm-hmm. So even though we all, you know, the, the public loves Sister Brown, you know, like I said, she's competent, she's smart. She's actually better equipped with more experience and more qualified than most of the people on the uh, on the Supreme Court currently. Right. So I'm not taking anything away from the system. Right. But we already have example. We have proof positive that having a black face in a supremacist space doesn't do much for us. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm going to date myself here. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back to uh, a Boogie Down production song called Build and Destroy. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> now, and and there's a there's a line there where KRS-One says, uh, the white man ain't the devil, I promise. If you want to see the devil, take a look at Clarence Thomas. Now you're saying who, like you, an owl, throw in the towel, the devil is Colin Powell. Okay. Yes, I remember that. Didn't Colin Powell that. die? Uh, didn't yeah, Powell he, die? he recently died. And then okay. further, KRS one says, "Yeah, Colin Powell's black, but Libya he'll attack. Libya is in Africa, but a black man uh, will lead a, a black man to fight against his homeland." Okay. So we've, like you said, we have precedents of quote unquote black slaves leading uh, you know leading armies to continue to promote evil imperialism right okay so that's why I said we should not be excited about seeing a black face because what impact does it have on African people now I mean think about it if the, if the president can if the president's black face can do it sorry sorry uh, interrupted 
If the president's blackface couldn't do it, what you think her face can do? Well, that's why I said when, when you do precise thinking, like go back to looking at Obama and how Obama was groomed, okay? When he went to Harvard Law School, his mentor was former NSA director under Jimmy Carter, Zbigniew Brzezinski, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, Brzezinski wrote a book called Out of Control, right. all right? In the book, he said that the biggest threat to global evil imperialism was young urban black males 25 and under because they deal with life and death situations on a daily basis. If they turn to guns to attack us, it's lights out. Now, this is Brzezinski saying this. Now, if this is Obama's mentor, then you already should have an indicator of what his attitude was towards African people. Remember what he said when African nations were uh objecting the uh lbgt agenda and what did obama say okay either you accept the agenda or you get no aid from the un mm -hmm. but he didn't do that with islamic nations he didn't do that with other nations but he did it with african nations yeah i guess he knew who he can get away with but remember that remember you know, 40, 43 presidents and they wait to his black ass get into sanctioned gay marriage. It's not a coincidence. But, but, what? but, yeah, but what you got to remember is, and, and this is why, regardless of where you sit on the LBGT question, the one thing that you do have to respect is the level of political and economic muscle that you built over the years. Mm -hmm. Because what they did was they went and took the place of the civil rights movement. Mm. Okay adjusted it to fit their needs and now here they are to where they've become uh how can you say well they're the flavor of the day man yeah basically it's like you can't say anything because they've become uh an off-limits group untouchable check and that's one of the things that we need to focus on, which is one of the reasons we ask these questions, because, right. you know, everyone else is celebrating. Hey, Ketanji, <laughs> all the way. And it's cool. Like I said, I like the sister. She's intelligent. She, I think she's gorgeous. Um, she's highly accomplished and she's competent. But we need to ask these questions because I think we put too much emphasis in things that really don't empower us. We don't want to be scientific. You know, when I went to college, they gave out degrees in political science, not political emotion. Okay. <laughs> and, and and what our ancestor Kwame Ture says, if you are going to win this war, you are going to win it scientifically and say. logically. Okay. So we have to be scientific and we have to be logic in how we approach this situation. We can't be caught up in feel-good reactionary because that still shows our collective political immaturity that we don't look at this through a logical and scientific lens. Well, I tell you what, man, I, I'm enjoying having uh, you good brother on the show. I'm enjoying having good brother chakra doctor on the show, but mm. we also want to extend a little opportunity. We're going to do something a little different this time. We're going to do something mm. a little different. So, okay. Uh, if you check on the screen, you'll see a link. And hey, viewer, I see a you know a number of us out there who are watching the show and leaving comments. 
if you want to hop on and ask Mr. Minister Zumbi a question or ask the chakra doctor a question or just give a comment as relates to Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, she's us, but is she for us? And what good is it to have a black face in a white or evil or just a supremacist space? You know, and are we putting our energies in the wrong things? So if you want to pop in and ask, you know, Chakra Doctor a question, Minister Zumbi a question, or just leave your comment, you know, click the link right there and, and join us. We're going to let you come on for just a hot second. We're not going to let you stay on for long. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the fact that, you know, Chakra Doctor wasn't even aware of who this sister was, that says a lot, man. Yeah, man. This is a lot. Well, you know, when it comes to the Biden administration, I I tend to get uh, I tend to ignore a lot because I know, you know, I I know that they're you know crock of bull crap. You know what I mean? Um, it is it is it is WWE wrestling smoky mirrors, you know, and there's been plenty of, there have been plenty of reports of foul play before he got in office, during mm-hmm. office. And you know, it's that's just that, that that's how that's always followed him his whole career. Uh, his whole career, he, racism followed him in the beginning. Um, you know, we just completely forgot about his racist tendencies. Like we we completely forgot about his racist tendencies, and he showed his racist tendencies when uh, he was running for office. When he told everybody, "If you don't vote for me, you ain't black." You know what I mean? Even over that for me, over that for me is. He said, I'm not going to do anything for the quote-unquote black community. You know, and Kamala he Harris. Said that? Yeah. 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 And I, I'm, he said that in his deeds and his words. So they were like, hey, what are you going to do? You know, because, like, for instance, one of the things that he promised to deal with was going to be um, a police reform strategy from the White House down. Mm-hmm. He gets into office. And he hands that over to Congress. And the Congress is like, oh, this is politically too hot. We just want to put this on the shelf. Yeah. Oh, uh, as a sidebar, but I think you'll find this interesting and intriguing. Uh, Where it says personal life, okay. Uh, In 1996, Brown married surgeon uh, Patrick Graves Jackson, a Boston Brahmin who is a descendant of Continental Congress delegate Jonathan Jackson and related to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. Now, through her marriage, Jackson is related to former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our uh, one of the good uh, codekeepers already dropped that in the comments. Um, okay. One thing that I wanted to, one of the codekeepers just dropped an interesting comment saying that she'll be the linchpin to legalize pedophilia. They spelled pedophilia wrong, but, you know, I'm going to say it, you know. (laughs) Now, the reason that this piece comes up, the reason that this piece comes up is as she was being vetted by particularly the Republicans, they were very highly critical that she didn't throw the book at a couple of people who were in front of her who were dealing with child right? child pornography uh, pornography mm. child child porn okay 
you know, that's been one of the heaviest things. That was like one of the few things that had some legitimacy that they levied at it, saying, hey, you could have been harder on these people and you weren't. So um, that goes right into something that that's you were probably talking another, about That's earlier. probably another reason why she picked they, they picked her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna, she's gonna vote. She's gonna vote the way of the pedophiles. Mm. They need all, they need all the uh, votes they can get. Okay, I saw something where somebody said that she's actually being funded by uh, Soros. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe, I, I believe a lot of them. I, I believe a lot of the Democratic uh, Party and a lot of the Democratic. Uh, party candidates and officers and people in the office are funded by George Soros. If he could put a if he could put together a movement like Black Lives Matter, uh, in, in you know, in no time, I just only imagine what he's doing to the presidents and these senators and these governors and all of this other crap. Well, you know what I'd like to hear is if uh, we're concerned about George Soros funding her. Is he paying Judge Katanji Brown Jackson? I mean, how? That's an interesting statement. He is funding her. George Soros is funding her. Uh, I'm going to need to see a couple more proofs. So it says, remember the Rothschilds funded Martin Luther King? It ain't hard. To, the Rockefellers funded, uh, you know, the, the Rockefellers made plenty of donations to the NOI. Let's call a spade a spade now. Well, no. okay, okay. Well, you know what? We got to stop watering down Dr. King. I, I, you brought up Dr. King. I got to, I got to drop that. I got to, I got to, I got to, I be getting on that nigga. My poor little children. He can't tell me he One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. <laughs> my bad. I must confess <laughs> uh, that, uh, my... that dream that I had that day has a many points turned into a nightmare. Now, I'm not one to lose hope. I keep on hoping. Interesting. Interesting. I, I just wanted to drop that because Whoa. a lot of people don't realize that after, you know, 1963, Dr. King said, I have the dream and gave that in extemporaneous talk, which became the I have a dream speech. But four years later, he said, my dream has become a nightmare. We were overly simplistic. Um, we really didn't look at the facts. So it, it's really interesting that America loves to hit that point. But he himself came back and said, nah, we had it all wrong. Yeah, he said, and he said uh, you okay. know, uh, what about that other one when he said, I believe I marched us into a burning house? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, the, the, I, the, I civil rights movement, the, the civil rights movement, you know, a lot of people brag on the civil rights movement, but that was the biggest movement that took the black dollar out of the community. Okay, here's something that I found Ooh. interesting here. Uh, this is a opinion column in Newsweek magazine written by Josh Hammer, who is host of the Josh Hammer Show. He's an opinion editor. And basically uh, what Mr. Hammer is saying is that basically Miss Jackson is basically uh, a mascot and a token based on race and gender. Mm. And in in the article um it's basically saying that she is uniquely unfit to render equal justice under the law for legal issues affecting race and sex even worse she is a proponent of critical race theory and i don't know why everybody's attacking it and despite getting nominated critical race theory well hold on what is what is the critical uh, race theory one again 
Oh, so what, 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 let me, what, let me what, interject. Black people are superior? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, let me interject. Because okay. they brought up critical race theory. Um, I want to say it was Paul. No, I, I, I don't want to say who the person was. But she was asked while she was being vetted, you know, what do you think about critical race theory? And what she did is she gave a legal definition of what critical race theory is, where it's practiced, and then said, it has no bearing on my judgments and it's not something that even comes in front of me and will not be something I deal with if I'm elected to the Supreme Court. I thought that was kind of interesting the way she handled that. And she mm. actually could, she put that senator in his place. Okay. Uh, but but you continue. Uh, do you yeah. know what critical race theory is, Chakra Doctor? No, I, I, I was asking like, what is critical race theory? Like sum it up for me in a nutshell. In a nutshell, it's a it's something that's studied in law schools where they look at the impact of systemic racism on our various mechanisms in our country, in the political space, in the mm. judicial space, in the mental space. And it started off basically critical theory is a way of saying, hey, here's a problem. I think this is the root of the problem. Let me find information to support that. So the in the 70s, critical theory developed into critical race theory, where they were saying, hey, we see some injustices here in our employment sector, in our judicial sector, and in uh, some other sectors. And we think that racism and inequality are the roots of these problems. So let's find some information. So it's just a lens that you look at things that happen in a country and say, hey, is this an impact? And so critical race theory is just saying that the critical theory is being used to examine the impact of racism on American society. Mm, all right, all right. Now, it's, only, it's, it's really only studied in law schools Maybe some. That's why they. That, that's, that's, that, but that's probably why they asked her because if she believes in critical race theory, that could sway her vote to on certain particular issues. Okay, that's a, so. that's a good point. That's a good point. And in terms of America, critical race theory has really become a a firebrand for the conservative movement. So mm -hmm. after after Biden won the election and a lot of other Democrats were um, elected into their positions. Christopher Rufo, who's a Republican conservative strategist, said, we got to come up with something that's really going to rally the troops. And the thing he came up with, he said, we're going to find a way to take a term that deals primarily with people of African, indigenous, native descent, whatever term you want to use. We're going to recodify it, demonize it, and we're going to use it to break down the system and to make sure that our candidates win their elections and he, he did a great job in doing that because ever since he and he said this in a tweet he said this in in um conversations he said this in um in conferences this is not something that is is hidden it's not something you, if you type in christopher rufo r-u-f-f-o you'll find this he's a great strategist for evil because <laughs> now okay. you got a lot of these conservatives who are saying, we don't want critical race theory in our schools. It's not in the schools. But what they want out of the schools is black history. What they want out of the schools They want black is, history out they want black history out, oh, out of the school? Yes. And also they yeah. want the diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations removed out of the schools. And so they're using 
Chris critical race theory as a boogeyman to get rid Monotone. of all the things that don't empower their society. And you might say to yourself, hey, nobody wants their children in a educational environment that doesn't serve them. Okay. Well, That's and, a, and, go ahead. yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned that. And with you being a Brooklyn native, I'm sure you are familiar with the name Albert Shanker. Yes, sir. Keep okay. Coming. Keep coming. So now, Albert Shanker uh, is the founder of the National Federation of Teachers. Now, the reason I bring him up is to, to kind of give you a precedent as to why critical race theory is this smoking gun. Uh, with the uh, the push in the Black Studies movement, there was a push by uh, citizens that they wanted Black Studies in the public school curriculum. Okay. Albert Shanker basically created the National Foundation of Teachers uh, to prevent black studies being taught in the school system in Brooklyn. His rationale was, we don't want black studies because it will teach black students to hate white people. That was his thing. And so he had to create a national organization to prevent that from happening. Mm. You know, kind of a nation of millions type of thing. Now, I want to flip back into this uh, opinion column that was being written. Now, here's the interesting thing. It says, during the brief nomination sweepstakes, before Biden formally tapped Jackson, the D.C. Circuit judge emerged as the clear-cut favorite of many of the left's foremost lobby groups, Mm. among them the Human Rights Campaign, NARAL, Planned Parenthood, and the George Soros-funded Open Society Policy Center. And, you know, I I thought it was interesting that, you know, you mentioned, and I need to look up what NARAL is because that's very familiar. Um, NARAL? Yeah. So basically, okay, it's NARAL, um, it's a pro-choice organization. Okay, it's actually NARAL Pro-Choice America. Mm. Okay, Mm. and basically what they are about, um, their issues that they focus on, um, reproductive freedom, So basically, oh, reproductive freedom, basically. Yeah, so basically, abortion access, uh, birth control, what they you say. Know the main women, you know, the main women who were upset about that abortion, uh, about that abortion ban in Texas? White women. Yeah. And uh, white women love them some abortions, boy. And it also says uh, fighting what they call pregnancy discrimination, and they're fighting for paid family leave right okay so that's what NARAL uh is is uh representing in a nutshell okay mm-hmm. and oh and i can give you an idea who the board of directors of this particular organization is okay um some of these names may or may not be familiar um let's see anna Berger. Uh, Karen Finney, Andrea Haley, Noni Hawks Green, 
uh, Susan Hyatt, uh, Steve Kerrigan, Kimberly Peeler Allen, and Joanna Spilker. Never uh, heard these names. Never yeah. heard these names. Me uh, neither. Now, as far as the foundation, uh, names include uh, Margolin Armstrong, uh, Melinda Bieber, Anna Berger, uh, Sunita Leeds, and Kimberly Peeler Allen again. Okay. Now, so hey. so why why are these people important? <laughs> this is the board of directors for 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 NARAL, which okay. is uh, which which is the uh, it's a pro-choice America lobby. It's a, what you would call a political action committee lobby. Okay. Okay. So so that's why I said you know like I said I'm 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 in this Coakley mood where he says name the names. Okay. 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 All right. So a piece so of the ancestor Coakley. I know he called me a oath keeper. Man, go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Root to the brush. Um, but I'm a cold keeper. keeper. <laughs> you know. well, so yeah, so, I'm a cold keeper, definitely. Yeah, so so that's why I said, you know, when, when you go against your enemy, you must have clarity in who it is you're fighting. So that's why we want to put these names into the record. Well, how does this relate to our concern with Ketanji Brown Jackson. I'm sorry, right. Judge Ketanji okay. Brown Jackson. Because these are the groups and these are the people who are backing her nomination to be on the Supreme Court. And this goes back to that's what she got to follow. The, that's the, what she the, got to follow. In understanding policy and who is bankrolling this policy to be implemented into law. Check. Got to follow the cash. Got to follow the cash. Cash rules. Everything okay. around me. Okay. And Lord, and, Rob, yeah, and, and uh, Lord Rothschild, he put it this way. He says, permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who oh, makes the laws. Yeah. Meyer and Shell Bauer. Yep. Uh, Rothschild. Yes, sir. The original mm -hmm. Rothschild. All right. So Patreon. let's. Let's let's bring this back to the ether. Mm -hmm. So chakra, what type of magic is this administration trying to promulgate? You know, based oh, yeah. on what you've heard, because I know that you you came into this conversation, you were like, "Yo, Seiko, I don't know a whole lot about this, but I know that there's something behind it and something under it, and we're going to find it out." Yeah, you know. Uh... If you look at all of you, if you look at, I man, they got plenty of, plenty of stories on the internet, plenty of stories in news, plenty of stories in the national news. I mean, I just, man, I'll show you one uh, story, right? And I'm just gonna, I, and I just want to show you this for clarification to show you that it's not far fetched to see that they're practicing magic and what one might call sorcery at this level of government and things of that nature, because they're practicing it at all kind, they're practicing it at all kind of levels. If you take a look at this right here, I'm going to turn it up. Hold on. Let me turn it up. I'm going to turn it up so y'all can hear it. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let me uh, plug this up. And I'm going to turn this up so y'all can hear it. I Bluetooth it disconnected. All right. All right. And y'all got to hear this shit. And then you're going to see this out here in San Antonio. Bluetooth I remember. connected. 
this, this is out here and this is out here in texas close to me like this is this, this is what i'm about to show you right mm -hmm. and here it goes check this out y'all psa man and i'm a witch Archer, a.k.a. Tony Gatland, is the high priest of this coven. A packed house of basic military trainees are studying witchcraft in his circle. When we come over here on a Sunday, oftentimes there's there are three or four hundred. Around 320 this day, taking part in Salad, the witch's New Year celebration on Halloween. They honor the dead and the rebirth of their god. Trainees literally lined up by choice to learn about Wicca. <laughs> Fantasy reading and Harry Potter peak training at Treyu Kamen's interest in Wicca five years ago. There is nothing wrong with Wicca. And of course, that's why we have this service here. Sure. And I'm a witch. Archer, AKA. There you go right there. So if our, that's the military in San Antonio. Sorry, that's the military in San Antonio, Texas, right? Okay. So, that's the news. That's Channel Five. Well, that's that's Channel Five, uh, Fox News, right? And that is in San Antonio, Texas, right? And the majority of the population of San Antonio, Texas, are Hispanics and Caucasians, and um, they're on the news in open court recruiting, or because you know when they market that, they're actually marketing. They, they, they're showing you that. They're showing you that so that people could come join it. Um, so if our military or branches of our military in different states and things of that nature are openly on the news saying, hey, we practice witchcraft and it's the military. Mm -hmm. This is this. These are the people who the very people who we're talking about press the button and send them to go do jobs. You know, uh, right. when, when 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 Kamala and, and Biden want something done, it's going to be a SEAL team or, you know, a, a, mm. a Delta team or a Green Beret team that go handle that for them. Um, okay. Now, so, what what branch of that uh, military was that in that article? The, what branch? The Army. Army? Okay. Because the first thing that came to my mind as I was watching it, and I'm pretty sure you got the book in your library, uh, William Cooper's Behold a Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. I got that right now. I'll okay. go get that right now. And, and I'm pretty sure that what was in that article we can find in Cooper's book. Yep, he was just Ooh. speaking. Of, he was just speaking about it way before his time, you know. Uh, I'm not before okay. his time. He was just he was just revealing it way before it was our time to receive it. <laughs> uh, mm. He was he was just speaking okay. it before his time. He was in his time. It, it was before our time. Um, but when you look at that, that blew my mind. It was like, whoa, the bag, the cat is out of the bag. If you don't, if, if you don't understand that our politics, our, I mean, our, polit our politicians, our media moguls banking magnates our uh business corporations you know mm -hmm. all of our medical corporations you know and all of these different institutions at the highest level at the lowest level in the middle um they're practicing they're practicing witchcraft now i keep telling people that there's nothing actually wrong with witchcraft because witchcraft comes from black people and it's our heritage and our black heritage that they've stolen and whitewashed into something called wicca stolen it and whitewashed into something called druidism Stole it, stole it, and whitewashed it into Freemasonry. Right, stole right. all of our blackness and whitewashed it into these remixes. And our black ass believe in the whitewash versions and not the original versions. Yeah, we we call that. Uh, <laughs> I think the term now is used is uh, occult science. Is the term oh. that that's commonly used. All right, occult sciences, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know the occult, and it, that's what it actually is. It's actually science, and the fact that you know they separate the two. 
uh, you know, the science community versus the pseudoscience communities or whatever like that uh, shows, you know, they're trying, they're making sure they're trying to keep us divided, trying to keep us separated. They want to, they don't want us to come together. I was just doing a, a live, right? And I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, so the name of the live was called Why It's Impossible. Uh, the New World Order is Impossible. And here's why. Right? And so I, we went through the scenarios, you know. And the number one thing, the number one scenario that each uh, doomsday scenario of the New World Order that passes, uh, when you look at it, none of those scenarios fit the narrative of the powers that be. The powers that be want to control us, want to guide us in certain directions. If uh, EMP was to happen, they lose that control. If uh, martial law was to happen, uh, they would lose that control immediately because they don't have a, they don't have enough manpower to power to police 400 million Americans. And out of those 400 million Americans, 150 million of them got guns. So we're not going to even talk about martial law. That's just out the window. Um, but when you look at all of the doomsday scenarios, you know, the shortage of food. Well, when they showed you the shortage of food, it was the shortage on meat, not food, not actual healthy, you know, fruits and vegetables. There ain't no shortage on fruits and vegetables. You understand me? But they're telling you, look at the shortage on all of the things that we consider food or Caucasians consider food. So we've adopted their diet. We've adopted their religion. We've adopted their whole whitewash mentality. And that their whitewash mentality told us to be wary of our own witchcraft. Be wary of, sorry, be wary of our own occult science, right? Yeah. All right, all right. Um, well, okay, let yeah. me wrap my head around this, what you're saying, Chakra. Okay. Because you call yourself a minister. Yeah. You're an, you're an ordained I'm an ordained Christian minister. I tell people all the time, <laughs> all praise be to the great grand holy mother in Jesus' name. In uh, Jesus' name, you understand? Jesus, yeah, okay. that's, that's our listen. Jesus, that's our boy. They whitewashed him. I'm not about to let you steal Jesus, one of the greatest, one of our greatest, one of our greatest uh, figures in Black history. You you gave him a European name called Jesus, and now I'm supposed to be scared of it. No, no, no. We're gonna understand that you stole Jesus. You stole the concept of Zeus, the concept of all of these gods. Y'all stole that from us. Ain't no such thing as Athena, but there is the original copy that Athena gets her uh, gets her swag from. You know, ain't no uh, 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 the, when it comes to the Greek letters. The Greek the Greeks got there from the Latins. The Latins got there from the Egyptians. Black people. So when you look at all of the things and all of the powers that be, the root origin inception of them are black. This is why they got to keep a black woman. Listen, the powers that be. Look at look at Biden ain't stupid. Biden got a black female. Uh, woman president, uh, vice president, and he got a black female woman at the at, at the uh high, the court justice, you know the justice of supreme justice or supreme court justice, and you make it makes you wonder what this white man up to, why this white man using our women, just like Seiko said earlier. Seiko said earlier, hey man, you know what? Uh, no, not sorry. Uh, cochlea, the cochleaism. He said when you put something in front of us shiny, when you put something shiny in front of us. Be wary of that now, but it makes you wonder. He got this black woman as vice president. He got this other black woman as, uh, you know, Supreme Court justice. And what what else are up they sleeve when they're overtly peddling our female to our females, all of our different females? Yeah. So Ooh. so here's what I want to do, um, and I'm just going to throw this uh, book into the record. And this book was introduced, and like I said, I'm dating myself. 
1993, there was a book, and this is the abbreviated one that I was introduced to. It's called Blacked Out Through Whitewash. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The book of my life. Wait, 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 wait. The book of my life. What are you talking about? I don't go nowhere without this book. Wait, 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 wait. 1999, the 1999, I, 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 I've been reading this book since 2001. And this okay, book has so, been a part of my so, life since so, 2001. I got the abbreviated one back in 1993. And now, is that the, un, is that the unabridged version? Unabridged. Unabridged. Okay. Unabridged version. Now, so, I, I received my copy in 93 and I got it on. You know what else I got, though? Xerox papers. It was. Mm. Yeah. Pressure. Yes, pressure. Sir. Bus pipes. See okay. this right here? Listen, excuse my French. See this right here, nigga? This right here? Whoo! They don't like it, but they don't like that. They don't okay. like that. Oh, they don't like that history. They don't like that history lesson right there. All right, well, I yeah. tell you what, man. Yep. Blacked Out Through Whitewash is a book that really kind of brought Chakra and I together. Um, I didn't know you were up on that, Zumbi. Yeah, like I said, I initially what? got that in, in, in 93, and ironically, after I got the book, the, the year after I met Brother Steve Coakley in person at a world uh, African World Leadership Conference at Austin P uh, University in Clarksville, Tennessee. So that kind of just, you know, everything for me just kind of fell into place with that book, meeting Brother Coakley along with Dr. Leonard Jeffries and our ancestor, Dr. Julia Hare. So husband, we, just, I, we just had one of our, so I just had one of our one of our founding fathers on the show on my show, uh, Reverend Doctor Phil Vanatine, right? Mm. And me and Doctor me and Doctor Phil talking on the show, and uh, you know while we while we're talking while, while we're talking on the show, we're talking about this book right here, you know, and, and this book, man, that this is a very 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 scholastic work of art, man. She really, really, really dug her nails in the system and, and, and extracted the blackness out of it, man. Um, I ever since remember I got my hands on this book in like 2003, mm. right? So that means you know 10 years after you got it. Okay. Um, but when I got my hands on it, oh my God, I was my mind was so blown away because I didn't know black people did so much. I didn't know black people created so much. I didn't know so much was stolen from black people. I, you know, I just thought, you know, most black people see all the stuff that black people are doing and say, oh, we just some ignorant fools or we just, you know, we just ain't got no manners, no home training or whatever, the, you know, whatever the case may be. But when you go and read what we actually recently accomplished, we're not even talking about Egyptians and ancient times. We're talking about what we are recently accomplished within the last hundred years. Um, okay. It's amazing the world that we live in is truly created by black people from our air conditioners to our TVs to our sofas to our cars, our car engines, everything you name it, our toilets, everything was created by these black men. And you don't, and you wonder, and, and it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder and say, okay, if they're hiding, if they're hiding stuff like this from us, you know, we can only imagine what they're really doing, you know, on a spiritual level with them, with the, with the, the witchcraft and stuff and yeah you know we could only imagine what they're really doing they've already plagiarized god they've already plagiarized you know uh yeah our black heritage and inventions but now when you look at this book i, I give this book to everybody every black person and i tell this to every black person if you have sleep black people in your family give them this book if okay. they're sleep eating mcdonald's french fries and 
you know, going uh, you know, going to Chili's, eating Arby's. Right. You know, you know, they they still drinking, drink, they still drinking Hennessy out the bottle. You know, <laughs> and all of this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, give the, and, but you, but you see, they're trying to wake up, man. Give them blacked out through whitewash, especially black women who are putting these chemicals in their hair, who are wearing these wigs, who are tearing up their crown due to the a, a, uh, anti nappy syndrome. Okay. Right. And I, I'm going to throw a couple more books into the, the, the record. You may have these in your library already. Okay. Uh, one, uh, George G.M. James, Stolen Legacy. Got it. Okay. And this one, it's a two-volume set. It's called Anacalypsis by mm -hmm. Godfrey Higgins. I got that one. Okay. That's new. That That's new. Anacalypsis? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, I thought I you would have had that, man. Okay. Yeah, I thought you had that one. I have to admit, man. Um, you know, my my son was born in two thousand. Okay. And so <laughs> right around two thousand three, blame it on reading. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> blame it on those. Blame it on those. Blame it on those goddamn <laughs> I'm just. I'm just giving a time period, bro. I'm just I'm, giving hey, listen, a time I, period. I, I can't wait. For, listen, I can't wait. For, I can't wait for the day so I'm blaming my daughter for some, for some stuff. <laughs> well, you but, know, you was born in two. You know, you was born in 2021. That was the year I was doing this. But but if you if you get the two volume thing of Anacalypsis and and Godfrey Higgins is European, he actually goes uh, very deep, not only into the comedic origins of the esoteric sciences the occult sciences etc okay but like i said it's a very thick two volume set i think each volume carries about a thousand pages a piece if i'm not mistaken okay so higgins really gets into the and she uh, quotes and she quotes him a lot in this book higgins, oh, she, oh, she and, okay yeah in this book higgins and the other guy you just named uh, oh, uh, George G.M. James, George right? James. Who, who, by the way, George G.M. James, after the book was published, he was mysteriously, masonically murdered. She quote, uh, she quote, she quote all of, she quote all of these, uh, all of the two people you just named. She quote them. She mm. quote a lot of different scholars. Cause that's that's what makes the book so legit. Because mm. it's not just her information that's coming right. for it, it, it is. She's piecing and compiling a compilation of scholastically works from all different colors of uh, ethnicities, right? Of these doctors or these PhDs, and telling you like the it's a unanimous across the board decision that black folks are the beginning, the alpha and omega. Um, now this thing what you had mentioned earlier, it blew my mind to see how much of the things that we do today is basically just the white version of Egypt um, or the white version mm. of Kemet, yeah. right? When you, from our dollar to everything that we do is just the white version of Kemet. Um, mm. Even like, even with the Christians and they do the lion of, and, and they do the lion, right? The lion come from Africa. Okay. The lion of Judah. That's, a, that's an African concept. Ain't no goddamn lions in America. You understand? So even when you're talking about the goat, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, and you see, I see that beautiful lion on there, right? Oh, oh okay, that's the yeah, 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 yeah. You put uh, talking about the goat and that beautiful lion on there. Um, mm. you know, that's the one thing. You know, that's the one thing that we keep forgetting. We keep forgetting that we have some relatives across seas, 
know, even though we might be Aboriginal and over here and blah, 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 we have some relatives across seas that when you analyze our society and analyze how we're doing things today, it, everything has been plagiarized and stolen from them. Ooh, African-American. Let me read that out loud. African-American equals an American citizen of some level, not necessarily entirely of African descent. The use of the term black doesn't refer to <clears throat> color, hair texture, origin from a city or state or country, nation or planet named black. We're not talking about a crayon color. We're not using the term to address one's legal status or nationality. Black equals a person of some level of African or indigenous or Aboriginal descent. Any questions? Thank you for the disclaimer, good brother. We got to drop that every now and then because folks want to think we're stupid for some reason. I, I don't get yeah. it. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I tell people I, I love the word. Man, when James Brown made I'm Black and I'm Proud, I, to this day that made that, that made him the GOAT. Um, he's one of the few people that's able to claim Black and not try to uh, 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 try to disassociate from it, you know, because it has been given a, a, a European negative connotation. Right, this European negative con this European negative connotation that uh, black has been given, you know, black at a funeral, black at you know, uh, black magic or the black plague or the black this or the black that always putting this negative on it, you know, it's no wonder black people don't want to be black. Well, you know what's interesting in the book Blacked Out Through Whitewash, mm -hmm. we were taught that the importance of black when you go to a courtroom and the judge is wearing black because that that sentence gives a new life. <laughs> right, and right, they're giving life right, sentences. Right. <laughs> Think about it. The right, sentence right, gives right. a new life and they're giving life sentences. And that, um, you know, when a child is coming from the womb into the world, they start off in perfect blackness. Yes. Your, your organs are in blackness. You close your eyes, it's black. Everything's black. Right. And it also said in that book that before the Almighty does something, mm -hmm. there's a darkness that shows up. Mm -hmm. So in the uh, canonized Bible and some of the other uh, scriptures, it talks about how a darkness shows up before the Almighty does something that's super important. Yeah, the darkness, yeah. Come, the darkness comes before the light. Right. And so out of the darkness, out of the womb, out of the birthplace, out of the imagination. Right. Let there be light. Light is the actual act, the activity that started in the darkness. Mm. And that's what we, that's what we learned. You know, that was one of the things that really blew my mind when I read uh, Blacked Out Through Whitewash. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also mentions when you talk about blackness, okay, when the judge puts on a robe, okay, the blackness is symbolic of wisdom. Okay. I thought it was symbolic of. Uh, I thought it, it was. It's not symbolic of also uh, like uh, royalty and authority and power. That's purple. I think that's purple. All right, all right, royalty. And then also, when you go into martial arts, why is it that the highest level you can reach <laughs> is to do a it, black said belt? The purple. <laughs> okay, it's is a black belt in martial arts. The sure, black thanks. belt is the highest belt which also represents the wisdom you accumulated. And remember, in, 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 in occult sciences, black magic is the toughest and, you know, toughest, roughest magic, right? Mm -hmm. So they're always, you know, they're showing you that black people are the 
creme de, black is the creme de la creme of that black is playing a game on all Madden. <laughs> mm. Well, so let's bring this back to the conversation that led us here. Yeah. We yes. were talking about Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who is Biden's nominee mm. for the Supreme Court of the United States. <sighs> One of the promises that you know, President Biden made <laughs> was that he was going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Oh, uh, so, that's so that's so that's what he said. Oh, see, 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 I kept my promise. I kept my promise. Okay. So, but here we go. We go back with more symbology, more symbolic things, and nothing tangible. You right. know, Kamala Harris said when she was running, I'm not going to do anything that only benefits black people, but the DACA program benefits Asian immigrants primarily. <laughs> the immigration policy benefits immigrants. Right. What they're doing now with the uh, uh, hundred or wh whatever billion dollars they're going to help the Ukraine helps European white immigrants. You know, so they're doing a lot of things for the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. That's another tangible. They did something for the Asian community who in large doesn't vote at all. In right. large, yeah, in large, the Asian community doesn't vote. So it's interesting how when it came to us, you know, uh, President Biden was like, well, we got to take care of the uh, Native Americans first. That's us. But, <laughs> but, but then remember, all of those groups, all of those groups you just named line their campaigns with heavy dollars. So, you know, it, it's still all about it's, it's still all about who's who's bringing the economic value to the table in order to get served while the president or that particular uh, office is being held. For instance, you know, if black people came together and say, hey, look, Biden, we're gonna give you this to your campaign, this is what you gotta do for the blacks. I guarantee you, soon as Biden get in office, black people, a certain thing gonna get passed for the black because blacks been gave them X, Y, Z amount of dollars for that campaign. But we well, don't know, we don't know, we don't know how to, we don't know how to play the game, how it, we don't know how to enter into the game, meaning, we got to get into the game some kind of way. You got to pay to play, right? And a lot of times we don't want to pool our money together and as a collective um, levy and lobby our black causes to these candidates. But trust me, if we did, it would happen. If, if black people came, if the next president running, if we came and pooled our money and said, look, we are the black people, whoever, you know, whoever the group organization is, we are black people and we're giving you $30 million or however many, $10 million, $5, $10 million for your campaign. Make sure that this XYZ happens for black people while you're in office. Guess what's going to happen with the next candidate? He's going to do it. Why? Because money talk. Money is what, remember, America is the harlot. America is the whore of Babylon. Keyword whore. Whores sell themselves for money. So if you don't have any capital in a capitalistic country, you will not get served. Period. Here, oh. Here had, but there's one thing, even and even though I deal with economics, there's a deeper root that you have to have in place. Culture. Everything boils down to culture. If you are not culturally cohesive, then everything else is irrelevant. So how strong is your cultural cohesiveness? Because the nucleus of your culture, your history, and your spirituality will dictate the political and economic decisions and behaviors that 
that you conduct. So even before we get into economics, we have to make sure that we are culturally grounded and culturally cohesive. Okay. True so so it, it boils back to you can't, have, you can't have you can't have you can't have cult without culture. Check. Can't have, can't have culture without cult. So, I, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. And you know, one of the things that I love about you, Chakra Doctor, is how you were talking about the word covenant mm. and how the word covenant, the root word is coven, right? Right. And the word mm. coven means a gathering of witches on a regular basis. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a gathering. And if you're doing, you're right, you, you know, and I, I, I look at that, man, you know, in the, in the Quran, it has a surah called the ant, you know. It's a coven ant, and you, uh, if you look at how ants work in the culture of ants, right? The culture of ants is a matriarchal culture. It's a matriarchal society, right? Um, you know, so, so that's why it, it, it would only be right that a coven ant, right? A, co a coven would be a group of witches, aka females, who gather and do, you know, matriarchal things because that's what that's what they both imply. Um, but it's crazy how we don't even think this is going on. We don't even think Kamala Harris. Ain't. Kamala Harris is not, uh, you know, doing uh, these rituals to the Baphomet to keep her job. And, you know, all of these things, right? Um, we don't, we don't, we, we don't, we don't take it to that level and say the president is not sacrificing baby goats and putting them on altars and burning them to their god, right? Um, and the Christians read covenant in the Bible. Many, if you Google how many times the Bible has covenant, it's too many times. Um, so, are we to metaphorically gather on a regular basis to use our energy, to manipulate our energy to our end, to our agenda? Of course, of, of course. I always, you know, I always tell every every secret society, every fraternity, every sorority is a covenant. It was always a coven, um, right. a bunch of people who get together and pool their energy and practice uh, and practice what one might call metaphysical invisible principles to manifest physical reality. Um, whether 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 is that whether y'all practice the law of attraction, whether y'all practice an orthodox craft, whether you're believing in Christ Jesus. Right. I tell I tell every Christian as a Christian minister, I tell every Christian, you are a witch. You go to church every Sunday with your coven and you pray to an invisible God to give you physical results. That's my definition of cult science. That's but it also science. brings up another it also brings up another word. Organization. Booyah. Culture. Okay. Because when when I saw that definition of, of, of coven, it mentioned a group. Everybody who gets what they want is organized. Yep. They organize their information, their people, and their resources. So tell me, you writing the book, right? My question is this. Where do we begin as a wounded as wounded warriors right you know black people i call it the sleeping giant or the wounded warrior or, you know the bird that broke his the bird that broke its wing um you know where how do we how do we get back on track with afro you know with the with the afronomics right with the, the afro economics are coming together as a culture of you know as, as a culture you know and saying all right this is what we want this is how we're going to do it like what 
because with so many with so many different agendas, right? You got so many different agendas. So many people want so many different things. You got the plantation Negro won't stay on the plantation. You got the house Negro won't stay in the house. You got this other nigga won't be free, right? You know, you, you got all these different Negroes <laughs> that wanna that wanna do something as it pertains to either staying on a plantation, having a greater spot on the plantation, or leaving the plantation. So, and, yeah, that's why I said the the it it has to begin with. Culture, at right? least what I, what I say in my book, a nucleus of culture, history, and spirituality. Okay. That, so that, now, that so, 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 all right. So culture, spiritual, a nucleus of culture, history, and spirituality, culture, history, and spirituality. Now in your, you know, in, in your genius mind, what would a scenario, an actual real life scenario look like? like that uh how would that be would, would that be in africa would that be in america or would that be individual tribes would that be individual uh people doing you know uh doing their own thing or would it be a big group a mass of people or like where does that begin does a does a does a official start it at the high level and trickle it down to the low level and everybody follow or do it start okay. at the low level and wake up and works its way well, to the top okay I, I'll, I'll give you an example okay i'm, I'm working on my next book which is entitled the Chicago Code. Okay, what the Chicago? Well, what the Chicago Code is, I decided that regardless of what school of thought we are uh, as men, as original men, regardless of our school of thought, right. there needs to be a universal code of conduct that's based on eight principles that I've laid out. Which you know, Chicago is an acronym. All right. So what that anacronym represents. So C is for character. OK. H is for honor. I is for integrity. C is for courage. A is for action oriented. G is for goal oriented. O is for order and organization. And then that eighth principle is what I call E squared. E squared meaning ethical excellence. OK, so you don't have to leave your school of thought. You don't okay. have to leave uh, your uh, political, religious. It's something that can be incorporated in what you already practice. Right. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in what you do. I tell people this okay. all the time. It shouldn't matter our our like you don't see Jews and Protestants not doing business together because of religious differences. You know what I mean? But you'll see black people not teaming up with black people because we believe in a different God. Yeah, so, and see, and, and what I what I did was I, I took a page from if you go back and listen to uh, Malcolm's Ballad or the Bullet uh, speech when he came with his gospel of black nationalism, he says you don't have to leave where you are. You can take this gospel of black nationalism and incorporate it into what you already practice. And what black nationalism was, according to Malcolm, was to for our people to have ownership and control over the uh, social, political, economic, and cultural aspects of our communities, wherever we are on this planet. Right. You know, make it simple, but make it universal. And so I think that's where we, we have to start. We have to create uh, codes of conduct that are simple, effective, and universal. That way, when somebody says, get on code, we know exactly what we're talking about. So we can't just say get on code, but there's no 
uh, universal code of conduct that everybody adheres to and agrees to. Right. You see, so so there there has to be something that's universal, um, simple and effective that everybody agrees to. Okay. Right. That you know uh, once once everybody adheres to it and signs off on it. So when I see you and I say get on code, we know exactly what we're talking about because we already know what that uh, code of conduct is. Right. Okay. So I so I would say just start there. Just so just start there with a group of so starting with a group of people who are ready to adhere to a certain code of conduct that involves history, culture, and, and spirituality. And spirituality. And, and it's a universal, and that's why I gave you the example of the Chicago Code which is something that is uh universal that that can be incorporated into any school of thought that 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 you practice where you don't you don't you don't have to leave where you are but it's something that everybody can strive to to practice so regardless of whether you're in the metaphysics i'm in the the pan-african rbg we've got these universal principles that govern how we deal with each other. Right. Okay. All okay. right. I'm seeing it now. All yeah. Right. Okay. So, so that's, okay. that's why I said, you know, just, just, uh, you know, as Malcolm say, make it plain. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, one of our code keepers mentioned that the Jews will dismantle that idea, and uh, the they Jews cannot dismantle what they they cannot dismantle what we violate to practice right like, so remember i, I just did a, I, I just did a i just did a lecture on why the new world order is impossible and it won't work and the number one way that it won't work is because we people are more powerful than the one percent we are only being tricked into believing that the one percent are more powerful than us but in actuality the one percent that's why they're called the 1%. You think the 1% is stronger than the 99% who they're controlling? No, this is why they got to control you with psyops, tactics, and all this, because they really don't have the manpower. They really don't have the strength. A person that really has true strength, they would have already went with their move. They would have already, it would it would have already went down, it would have been downtown Julie Brown if they had the actual power to do <laughs> what they said that they wanted and, to do. And I'm glad you said what you said, because the only way you can maintain this is through deception, division, and lies. Proper, yep, deception, division, okay. proper. Okay, okay. Well, um, oh, I'm think, starting to think that it's messy, messy. <laughs> Whoever this messy, messy person is. Also, <laughs> salute to messy, messy, because they've been saying No, remember. Stuff. No, so no, no, no. I try that and look at what happened to him. But remember, Gaddafi, I, I see, I keep telling people, man, it, it's not what you do, it's how you do it, man. Right? Um, Gaddafi failed. Gaddafi failed to get allies in his quest. He was by himself. He didn't you have think we need allies. To well, do here's, what to, to do, here's what here's what we need we, to do. What Gaddafi was doing. Remember, he said allies. He said us coming together as a spiritual historical culture, right? And us and us taking that culture and investing in that, right? Okay. Well, and, and here's what we're doing like the opposite. And, and here's what else we need okay we we not only do we need allies but we need to go back and this is where culture comes in 
every group has what I call a maroon society or a black hand society, which means we have an overt and a covert operation. Mm -hmm. True, true. What gets us in trouble is that we have this nasty habit of being overt with our business and not having a code. Listen, you ready for this? I yeah, always okay. tell people, I said, this is why I think, this, so this is why I think that our leaders are, you know, like government CIA plants, bro. Because when you're really making plans, you don't go announce them on ABC, brother. Check. You don't go announce your plans on CBS. Now the whole world know your plans and the white man could just ruin your plans. And cause you, and it makes me wonder like, wait a minute, how did even, how did Malcolm X even land on CBS when they, when they premiered him? How did he even get the chance to get on the stage of the Jewish stations if they didn't want him there? Because he got there and when he got there, nobody had heard of him until that black guy uh, interviewed him and broke him before that, he Mal Malcolm Little was not heard of. He nobody didn't know who he was, but the news put him there, and then everybody was saying his name. Everybody was screaming the nation of Islam. Everybody was screaming Malcolm X. Soon as the CBS news put him there, so I'm asking people, how are we calling these leaders ours when we never put them there? We never got together as a culture historically, right, with spirituality and say, hey, Martin Luther King, you our leader. Hey. Malcolm X, you our leader. We didn't never, we never did that. But you know who did tell us that? CBS, Fox. I mean, I saw CBS and ABC. That was the two biggest ones back then. CBS and ABC. They show told us. They show told us this Negro right here gonna be yours, and this Negro right here is gonna be. And remember, they did this divide and conquer. They, they put Malcolm on one end, they put Martin on one end, so that we can pick a side and divide ourselves. We didn't come to remember Malcolm. Malcolm and Martin could have came together just like you said, and they were of different cultures, different spiritualities, right? And coming from different historical standpoints, but they could have still came together, but they didn't. And it makes you wonder, was that the plan all along to keep us divided and conquered our attention, divided and separated? Because remember, when they started beefing, when Malcolm and Martin started having odds, we as black people started choosing sides. Okay, right? but, but, but also remember, okay, go back to when Malcolm gave his message to the grassroots speech, where he okay. talked about the Bandung Conference, where you had people in Africa and Asia coming together from different religious ideologies, political ideologies, economic ideologies. Right. And they started exchanging notes. The one thing that was not allowed at the Bandung conference was Mr. Charlie. He could not come. And once Mr. Charlie was not a, the white man. Okay, Mr. Charlie. Okay. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> I don't okay, know. I'm dating myself. I know. Yeah. But once he was taken out of the equation and they began <laughs> to exchange notes, they realized that they had more in common than differences. Yeah. They had a common enemy. They developed common objectives, common ideas, common goals. Yeah. Okay. And that's what Malcolm was saying. What we needed to do is to find common ground, common, basically create a buffet where there was common food that everybody wanted to eat. And then he later talked about that in the Ballad of the Bullet speech with his gospel of black nationalism, where mm -hmm. if we create a buffet where 
there's common food where regardless of where you come from okay i'll give it to you this way regardless of what our religious ideologies are our political ideologies if you put chicken and rice in the buffet you will attract black folk from different ideologies I yes you will yes you okay. will well this, this, this is the thing that, that shows me the deception how could you bring as a powerful leader how could you bring such a powerful idea but not implement it right how can you you know when it when it came that's what it that's where it got me at these guys were super geniuses but they never got together and it, it, it always it always ate at me like why didn't they ever get together and when they finally were about to get together oh kill them off right and so it it, it, it kind of it, it makes you kind of wonder like what in the world kept these genius black men leaders of our community what kept them apart I, I remember the only thing that kept them apart was re, mainly religious, not not just religious ideology, but political ideology, right? One mm -hmm. believe in any mean necessary, one believe in nonviolence, hands up, don't shoot, right? Okay. And and so the one it, that the, yeah. the one that was about the hands up, don't shoot, got put on the front end, right? They put him on all of uh, all of the TV shows. They put him on all of the news conferences. The one that was talking about by any means necessary, they gave him, you know, they gave him the back burner, mm -hmm. and. You know, it, it, it just makes me wonder, like, bro, it but, 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 but it's like you said, it goes back to the old divide and conquer tactic that's been used for centuries by the opposition, along with not having covert teams, covert operations. OK, because I don't know if that's entirely true. Well, here's what I'm saying. You can't shut down what you don't know. Exists. Okay. Right. The Mao, I'm giving examples like the Mao Mao. Okay. You heard of the Mao Mao, but you didn't know who was in the Mao Mao. Right. You couldn't talk about it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, is that we have a precedent for what we know works. Cause yeah, because we know they got, we, we know that we know there are uh, covert operations. Look at all the secret societies floating around. So we know they got covert operations going on. But I'm saying like, no, I'm talking about, but our people. That, yeah, our that's people, what I'm saying. Yeah, people. our people don't know. Our people, our people always say, you know what? F them covert operation. Hey, y'all, we about to build this black thing and we about to uh, do this. Come on, let's announce it on Fox. We're building a black bank. Up, oh, black bank don't get good. Why? The, the leader of the person, the main person that was going to help y'all build a black bank get killed because y'all announced it on the news. Right. right? It, it, it's, 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 it's the common, uh, always, this common 48 law, law of power. Always say less than necessary. Check. You know what? I think that just what happened to the Black News Channel. They just went out of business after being in business for two years. Well, here's part of the problem. The founder and the financier was a Pakistani billionaire. Right. He wasn't on code. He was like trying to make money. <laughs> right. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with making money. Speaking of making money, I had to do a, a little commercial for the good Chakra Doctor. Thank oh, you, check, check. Yeah, yeah. So Chakra Doctor, talk about this... Uh, I, I, I want to talk Miracle about the food, food. but the, uh, oh, <laughs> the bottle. The bottle. Oh, yeah, man. You, gotta, man, you, you, can't, be, you can't be out here. You, you know, uh, I, I tell people all the time, man, healthy, you know, healthy is sexy. Um, mm. You know, when you're, when, you, when you're getting healthy, you know, your body start looking a certain way. You start feeling confident. You start feeling uh, sexy. You know what I mean? And uh, I, always tell, I always tell people all the time that, you know, 
you you're not gonna tell me you you're able to put a, a hot girl in a rap video, but she can't be in a a, a health video. And, and and that same hot girl that would be popping her booty in a rap video, hey, come buy this miracle booty, come get your body clean. See what you want, girl? It's a hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And and, and, I, and, and she's on Instagram. Like Anybody want to follow her on Instagram? Her name is Pretty Little Taurus on Instagram. Uh, yeah, she got hundreds of thousands of followers. She she cool people. And All see, right, salute to Pretty Little. Yeah, uh, uh, Pretty Little Taurus. <laughs> pretty <Okay. laughs> pretty and, and the reason why I like this is you focus on the inner beauty, which doesn't cost as much to work on as everybody paying these millions and billions of dollars for all this mascara. Man. Billions yeah. of, like, I, I hate the fact that we spend billions of dollars on industries that we simply do not own and we make $1.5 trillion. One, point, one, one figure is 1.5, one figure is 1.9, and one figure is 1.3, depending on what school of thought you come from. But we make over a trillion dollars a year out of the economy, and we don't see none of that. We don't see none of that uh, money. We don't see none of that money because we spend $800 billion on Hennessy, $600 billion. Like, if we, if we just took one vice that black people had and spent it on black people, black people would be, uh, not be oppressed no more forever. If we just took all the money we spent on Nike and said we're going to reallocate all the money we spent on Nike and put that on building another black Wall Street, we would be out of poverty. We would be everything. Everything would be good tomorrow. But, yep. okay. Yo, yo, Doc, man, what, what are you doing, man, with these these Instagram? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, man. I'm a, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of a beautiful woman selling something, baby. Uh, hey, but, man, what you I, were saying to um, to the, to the shop, but, but remember, she's a real, but she's a real, she's a those two girls y'all seen. They they they're not just models. They they actually took the product. Okay, so they now, actually did the cleanse, and they actually went, gave testimonials and showed their before, and and they showed their before and after. So that's what she was doing, like you know, she's showing like, yo, yo, look, this stuff got me feeling nice. This stuff got me feeling light and vibrant, you know. Okay, it got so me feeling saying, sexy. On on this yeah. sink, she's showing her before and her after. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> well, but but see this but this also ties in and, and brother Saker, I know I mentioned this campaign that I talk about. It's called being a twenty dollar revolutionary. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And, and and for those who don't know what that is, I'm, I'm gonna break it down to you, okay? Uh, Shocker Doctor just talked about the the, the so-called purchasing power, the 1.8, the 1.9, two trillion. Now, here's something that we can do that's very simple but can be very effective, short term and long term. Right. Being a twenty dollar revolutionary. Let's say that individually, we make a commitment to make a twenty dollar purchase every week from a black owned entity be it brick and mortar or and or uh internet based all right if you were to do that over a 52 week period individually you would have put one thousand forty dollars back into the hands of black entrepreneurs and business owners all right now if we continue to do that and we begin to get others to do that if we can reach 50 million people and get them to practice being a $20 revolutionary every week, within one year, we would have shifted $52 billion back into our economy. 
just from that one habit we ain't had to go out here to protest the whole test and yell black lives matter and all the rest of that the whole testers okay so protesting and protesting we got we yeah, can, i'm telling you man i gotta i gotta i gotta do a live on protesting and <laughs> we just from, just from one habit we can shift 52 billion back into our hands but it's about making a commitment based in the nucleus of culture history and spirituality but right. that's something very simple but it's very effective man that that's 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 something that uh genius that's genius that we can now see that's something that we can actually market to people and get people to do right you know you know get people to become these 20 dollars revolutionaries and say hey man you know get on code get on code and spend your money with your people um i yeah. say i say hey 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 since since you dropped the the 20 dollars revolutionary mm -hmm. let's talk about beef yes sir there's a thing that i call the science of beef and what the science of beef is beef stands for business economics entrepreneurship and finance okay if we can practice that and like i said it's, it's something very simple very uh basic but it's very effective mm -hmm. okay the simple things always are right and, and that's why i said you know if if you talk about beef just say okay business economics entrepreneurship finance it's something that the people can remember okay right. meet the people where they are by coming up with uh act was it acronyms mm -hmm. people can remember that hey what are you doing i'm practicing the science of beef okay all right so, yeah and lastly lastly because i want to go ahead and wrap things up we've been yes, chatting sir. for a minute man uh, Ew, yeah chakra doctor i love having you on the show <laughs> man yo thank you for all the magic you're bringing to what we're doing brother no worries no worries be a cop Ooh. yeah be a cop be a creator owner and producer right of product, services and content that you, you know that that we manifest twenty dollar revolutionary yes sir well yeah twenty dollar revolutionary and then you said beef is business economics entrepreneurship and finance that's right? the science of beef yes sir all right revolutionary science of beef and then be a cop which means <laughs> be a creator owner producer practice we gotta stop, we gotta oh, stop running from the cop and become a cop <laughs> yes, sir. and see you and see you can be a righteous cop by being this right which is what you are you are a righteous cop you're a creator owner and producer of products well, like I, told you, ain't I, 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 I tell people all the time nothing wrong with cops is, is not, there's nothing wrong with cops is that we don't they don't we don't own we don't own the police force so um we don't get to decide what cops get to patrol our neighborhood but if that's see, that, these just simple things like that like i would rather you know I, I call it i call it a halfway segregation you know we need to go back to the segregated you need to go back to segregation halfway like when it comes to the police don't let no white cops patrol black neighborhoods only black cops can control black neighborhoods um you know only uh, only black people let only let only black people handle black people when it comes to these interracial relations when it comes to uh getting arrested and all of these things like we need to become we need to become partly segregated again so that we can see that it's okay to be with ourselves for ourselves by ourselves right um but if we constantly thinking that we need a caucasian to validate who we are as people we're never going to make it there 
You know what I mean? So yes, I I believe I believe every single industry that is around right now is I don't have no, no problem with it. The only problem I have with the industry is that we don't own none of it. If uh, listen, we spent six hundred billion dollars on Hennessy. If Hennessy was black owned, oh, amen Hennessy. You see, we spend you no know, five hundred billion dollars on Nike. If, if Nike was black owned, amen Nike. We 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 own Nike. But we yeah. don't own none of this stuff. So that's why I got a problem with all this stuff. It's not about the actual, you know, institutions or not. It's about who owns them. And we don't own it. So it's like, yeah. why? You know, it's like, ugh. Mm. You know? And you know sure. what? I think the ownership piece is what we're doing tonight. So tonight we started off <laughs> talking about Judge Ketanji <laughs> Brown Jackson. Right. This is her with Cory Booker. Mm. Uh Oh, salute to Cory Booker because he stood up for her when she was catching a little bit of uh, a mm-hmm. little bit of challenge. Oh yeah, she was catching that flack, huh? Pro- yeah, yeah. She um, was catching that Joe Flacco. well you know this brings us back to our conversation because we started off talking about judge ketanji brown jackson and taking ownership and so we can't just accept what's put in front of us on a plate we gotta own the conversation we have Mm -hmm. to own the plate we have to own the ability for somebody to put a plate in front of us so I guess wrapping it up, man, like I said, I'm impressed with Ketanji Brown Jackson, but I don't know if she's for us. And as I've done the research, it's kind of iffy. I think and, I, I think anything I think anything Joe Biden put in front of us is a crock of bull crap. You know, um, I, I I I analyze I analyze like, listen, what has Joe Biden and Kamala done for us? Forget what Ketanji doing. What has Joe Biden done for us? What is yeah. what is the president? If she what's she gonna do that? What's she gonna do for us that the president could do? And, and see, I, I take a position that you know my my old teacher, brother Steve Copley, teaches us: politics will not whip white supremacy. No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Okay, okay. And and he said that on <laughs> CNN back in 1988. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, so again, what will? Again, going back to the nucleus of being rooted in, in our culture, history, and spirituality. And to add value to what you're saying, think about this, y'all. If mm. you do, if we do, if we do what the minister says, and we add that culture, history, and spirituality to our to our DNA, to our uh to our daily goings ons, check. There can't be no Mike Brown because there's gonna be an answer for that. It, it, re- remember, we can come together and say, okay. You got you 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 got Mike Brown killed. Well, guess what we about to do? We about to make sure that no funding. Uh, this many black people go over here and do this. We about to make sure no black people go over here and do this since y'all killed Mike Brown. Guess what they're gonna do, start doing? Uh, another white dude has said this too. What if black people, all black people, went and got insurance, life insurance, right? Mm. If all black people took there tomorrow to go get life insurance, yeah. immediately cop killings would stop because insurance companies hate to pay. So if your cop behind go and kill a black person, that black person got life insurance and no insurance company is going to want that money out of your behind. And so right. therefore, if we were to, if, we, if all black people would have just do a smart thing, like get life insurance, I mean, it's, it's a double win-win. If you die, you pay, get your family, get money, right? And 
uh, and you're solving an economic and you're solving an economic and culturalistic problem within your society at the same time. Because I trust me, they will not eager to shoot black people down if they knew that black people had insurance with all these uh, all these companies you know, right you know to, what to mention, dr david yeah. dr david anderson uh senior said that on get on code about three years ago mm. and, well it yes, was called sir. the fly guy show at that time but right. yeah he said that and i'm just like huh and the more i've thought about it and his point was what you just said shock with that if there was a financial consequence yes for police misbehavior mm -hmm. the insurance companies who have some of the biggest lobbyists in the country would ensure that a change would be made and okay. so that's empowerment that's taking your resources and saying we're going to make something change to work okay. on our agenda and our benefit Bet. which is what yeah. we need to do right get on and we can it's creator operator producer right creator uh, create, own, produce. All right, create, own, create, own, produce. Right. I'm right now. And, and down, see, man. we can attach that life insurance to being the twenty dollar revolutionary. Yes. Especially when we start buying life insurance policies from our own agents. That part. That part. All right. You 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 taking it there, man? Cultural tithing. <laughs> We're gonna end Cult with this, man. Okay. Cultural tithing. All right. Since we got the chakra doctor who is an ordained minister, okay, let's say, I'm just going to play this out, okay, tonight was Powerball. Let's say Powerball was $300 million, okay? I go mm -hmm. to the bodega, I buy the tickets, I hit, all right? Out of that $300 million, I give the chakra doctor $30 million as a cultural tithe and a spiritual tithe, all right? Because... What he does, he has what I would call a race first ministry, right. which means I know when I give him that $30, that $30 million, that $30 million is going to address the needs of original people domestically and globally. Okay. So that is cultural tithing. Immediately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Immediately going to help them out, too. Yes, sir. So, right. so like I said, any race-first organization you can think of, whether it's the Chakra Doctor, whether it's Nation of Islam, UNIA, the Kemetic, the Moorish, the Hebrew Israelites, put the money, a dime out of every dollar should go back into a race-first organization's hands. Man, I all, and I, and I be saying that about the church, like the church is supposed to be a organization that helps us get it establish an economic base you know all that tithes and offers that we give the church we see none of it back but the, the pastor could ride around on a bentley you know what i mean and i say i just say if the pastor gave uh, if the pastor gave 25 percent of the, what, it, what it earned back to the church to, mm -hmm. that would change the that would change the outcome of the economic situation right. of the parishioners but and then and then to take it one step further does your house of worship use a black bank or a black credit union nope they don't well, you've been learning and earning with the good brother, the chakra doctor, and Minister Zumbi. We started off talking about um, Judge uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Mm -hmm. Of course, Minister Zumbi. You gotta yes, come. You, you got when you come. I'm sorry, Seiko. I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. I had to ask him because I know he. I know he about to cut off. I know he about to get it off. I know he about to cut off, and I, I wanted to get this out before we before we left. Man, you. 
man, you you got a uh, you got a you got a team you got a team up with uh with me, man, and, and do a live with me, man, so we can talk about these issues, bro. Wait, well, g- give me a date and time. Um, when, when when's your when, when's your availability? Well, okay. you know what? I, I'm gonna let y'all talk off off off. The oh show. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. He gotta he gotta go to the Bay Area. He, you know, his girl, his, his wife calling him right now. Get your ass back. You gotta get this back. You know you ain't supposed to be up past this time. I told you, you said you was only gonna be on there for an hour and a half. It's been you two hours. Her? You can hear it. exactly what she just said. <laughs> go ahead on, go ahead on, old Billy. Go, wife, go ahead on, old Billy. Go. Natural, so. Natural assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll check you, brothers. Like, like you were watching the uh, Get On Code show. So our code is empowerment. They tore up, man. We asked you really go code. up, man. Share the code. Oh, teach Lord. the code. Become the yes, code. Sir. And we'll talk with y'all later. We love y'all. All right. Peace. 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 <laughs>